Welcome to episode 16 of Every 98, Anonymous But Brave. I'm Emmy. I'm Sebastian. It's been a while. It has indeed. Mm-hmm. Been busy. There, there was a new baby in the family, and then mm-hmm. I almost had a mental breakdown. That's, yeah. <laughs> also, I've just been doing school. Yeah. Lots of HVAC school. Love it. Definitely worth going into that trade. And uh, I, I strongly suggest it. Speaking of school, our topic today is directly related to school. Yes. We did not do that on purpose. No, no, we absolutely did not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited about my school in general is all. We did do this topic specifically on purpose, though, because our, our last yes. episode involved someone who was a student at the time who ended up going through Title IX proceedings because of something that happened on campus. In a few episodes. And And the the next episode that we're putting out is another Title IX issue. Yeah, we've we've been talking about Title IX quite a bit, actually. So In more than just those episodes, we've we've covered it in quite a few. No, I don't think so. Yeah. We've at least made mention of it a few times. And that we're going to be doing an episode on Title IX. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I legitimately yeah. only remember those two instances. I, I promise there's more. I, Trust me. I don't know if I believe you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, next episode is also Title IX related. So yeah. figured it would be a good time to talk about Title IX. Yeah. Specifically, rather than talk about people's experiences with it. Uh. So, yeah. Just wanted to do a nice, quick understanding of what Title IX is and how no, it affects... No spoilers, or not spoilers, uh, no content warnings this episode. Yeah. Surprisingly not. We just wanted to do a nice, quick little episode on Title IX and, you know, kind of do an explanation on what it is, what it means, and how it works. Yeah. Basic overview. Yeah. We're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of every legalese piece of it but no i don't speak legalese i also do not read legalese it makes my brain hurt yes i thought briefly about being a lawyer when i was in middle school and then i realized that lawyers have to get up in front of a room full of people and speak all day long and i was like never mind i thought briefly about being a lawyer when i started watching suits also franklin and bash I still briefly think about being a lawyer every time I see someone do something stupid because I just want to sue them. And then the judge just lets it go for stupid reasons. Like, I would really love to be a a lawyer and just make it my life's mission to go after ICE. Like, that that would be incredible. But, no. (laughs) Anyways, title night. Um, So... It started as basically a way to allow girls to participate in sports. Yeah, more or less. It's that was yeah, the basic gist of yeah of where it started. Just uh, just so the listeners know, the first thing we're going to be referencing, we're going to read about nine things to know about Title Nine, and that would be on knowyear9.org. Nine being IX. Yeah, nine. we're gonna leave. Uh, all of the resources yeah. in the well, notes, yeah, like we're normal. Yeah, we're just letting them know the first one. Yeah. But yeah, all the resources that we're going to be talking about are is going to be in the description. Mm-hmm. 
we'll leave that for you. If you if you're more curious about it, and we didn't touch on something that you'd like to know, you know yeah, but just we'll have resources for you. Just generally, before we get into that uh, that image, that'll be in the notes. Uh, Title IX started mostly with sports and uh, extracurricular activities in and of itself. The the basic overview of it is schools that receive funding from the government can't discriminate on the basis of gender sexual orientation or gender identity. And uh, sexual harassment and sexual violence are both considered forms of gender discrimination. Yeah. Which is also why... Which is why Title IX uh, ends up being about rape and sexual harassment and stuff like that more often than it yeah. should. It's it's basically, uh, but like that's what it boils down to and affects mostly is mm-hmm. the sports. But its original like language is like no discrimination in education. Yeah. So it's also talking about math. It's talking about science. Yeah. It's talking about. But, like, that hasn't really been that big of an issue for a while. Uh, well, well and constant. then again, when did Title IX start again? The 70s. Yeah, so, yeah, that was actually a big deal in the 70s. Yeah. Then, uh, and, for some and reason, when still, I hear about Title IX, I always think it's, like, They still have a really... 90s. They really have a hard time still, like, to this day, getting women interested in STEM. Because yeah. it... Because it's taught mostly by men, and men are mostly in the field, and even if you get women who are interested in learning about all of the different things Mm -hmm. that are under the umbrella of STEM, they end up in a space surrounded by men that aren't used to being with women, and it just... It becomes a mess, and a lot of women don't want to have to deal with that. (laughs) So then it just continues on... In a, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, a, in a circle of self-deprecation, whatever. Yeah. Because it's just, it's men doing men things. And then women are like, we want to do this. And then women start doing it. And the men are doing men things and being pieces of shit. And then you have other men defending doing the men things. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but we're, we're I mean, there's also There's also just like what happens, what's happening in my school. Like the other class, no women at all. We have one. And that's super rare. Yeah. Just because of the nature of what it is. Not, not a lot of women seeking out manual labor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. This isn't sexist. This is just facts. And it's actually very surprising that we have a female in, in our class. Well, it's also... More power to her, but... It's also know. difficult because uh, trade schools, generally speaking, don't have things like financial aid mm-hmm. available. Yeah, she's got like two kids. Yeah, it's and not not easy. Yeah, w- women are more likely to be the ones uh, trying to raise a family, so they're more likely to have a the burden of a family financially. Well, and, yeah, she's a single mom, but yeah. uh, but at the same time, our school does have a financial aid program. But it's also like and everything. it's also like a really nice school for yeah for HVAC. It's one of the top schools in the entire, like, Washington area, it seems. Well, yeah, well, yeah, in a lot of areas, apparently. It it is, but it's also not-for-profit. It was, like, $10,000 when I said done, which is not bad at all. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, uh, it's understandable in our economy that, you know, people can't afford that. Yeah. 
If I wasn't getting help, I couldn't afford it. I mean, could, but not well. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. We digress. Uh, so yeah, the nine things to know about Title Nine, according to this little image. Oh. Number one, Title Nine is a civil right that prohibits sex discrimination in education. Right. You want to do number two? Yeah. Uh, first of all, just gonna say, <laughs> I wish number three was more ironclad. Okay. Well, let's do yeah, two, let's and do then two we can first. talk about three. <laughs> Title nine applies to all students, regardless of gender identity. That means if you're male, female, male, you know, identifying as female, identifying as male, as identifying as my arm is spaghetti. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that Trump did when he came into office was he changed yeah. one of the like addendums that applies to Title nine, and so that's kind of yeah. up in the air again. It's almost like piece of shit do piece of shit things. So number three, schools may not retaliate against someone filing a complaint and must keep complainants safe from other retaliatory harassment. Yeah, they find ways around that. A yeah. Lot. Well, it's as you like, will learn from the person we have talked to. It's kind of like workplaces, though. Yeah. Like everyone has that. As it's, it's just general HR. Everyone does this type of shit and yet uber was still able to tell what that's that's going to be an entire episode (laughs) to tell her that it's not retaliation because we gave you an option yeah which yeah i am certain that there are the lawyers for the school that go through and try to find a the definition for retaliation and what counts as retaliation harassment or retaliation retaliatory harassment and goes on from there yeah because as you as you uh, is his episode going to come up before us or no it's next next okay so as you'll hear next episode lots of bullshit yeah lots and lots and lots so uh yeah it's it's too big yeah what they should have a a specific set of definitions for what qualifies as retaliation. Retaliation should be anything that basically makes your ability to live and attend school okay. Or, or just make it like the like the criminal justice process that like if if the defendant approaches the prosecutor or, like, the com- the complainant, sorry, words are falling out of my head right now, um, then, you know, they can't do that. That's super illegal. <laughs> you know, or, well, like, the lawyer to contact you That's on personally. number five. You're, yeah. You're, you're skipping ahead. That actually is a thing that they have in place. Yes. Whether but, or not they enforce but it. But who is schools? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Number four. Schools should ensure that no student has to share campus spaces, such as dorms, classes, and workplaces, with their abuser. Mm -hmm. Number five is schools can issue no-contact directives to prevent accused students from approaching or interacting with you, which is what you were talking about. Sort of, but I'm actually talking about the school being an asshole. 
the school coming up and being like, don't do this. The school isn't an entity. I know. Okay. That's a problem. As we we will learn from next week. I know, but officials have to be able to approach yes. both uh, parties yes. in order to go through their proceedings. Yes, I just mean that like... Having a no contact directive between officials and the students doesn't work. No, I know, but there needs to be something more where... Because like... Yeah, you should have a third party involved in all of the proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> School should never contact you and be like, oh, well, we're going to make it life hell. It should be like, just nobody like, ever contact me. I should hear from this person just like alone because Just like the police should not yeah. be investigating matters where policemen were right? in the wrong. Exactly. But Thank that's you. not Thank what you for we putting have. It in, yeah. The school shouldn't be investigating the school. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So. Because, of course, the school's going to side with school in an investigation against school. So number six. <laughs> Schools must be proactive in ensuring that your campus is free from sex discrimination. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those millionaire coaches care about that. So number seven. Schools cannot discourage you from continuing your education. We're not discouraging. We're just opposite encouraging. Schools are terrible. Especially, like, in instances like this. Well, yeah, the, the person from our from our last episode mm-hmm. said that she had to leave yeah. when everything was all said and done. She couldn't stay anymore. It was yeah. just too much. Now, that wasn't necessarily the school encouraging her to go. Well, because the school weren't, is an anomalous entity. Act, they weren't actively helping her in a way that allowed her to feel safe. Yeah. Well, they're not the school. That's just the security team. They're not the school. That's just one of the staff members. We're not the school. It's just... It's an anomalous entity that means nothing. It's vague enough that they can get away with anything. Just to try to save face with bullshit. You know? Agree? I don't... I don't... Well... You're, I guess, in cases where a member of the faculty was the abuser, but that's like maybe ten percent of the no. Uh, well, no, I mean like the school school cannot discourage you from continuing your education, but like it's such an anomalous entity, they can still make your life hell because it's like you're besmirching the name of our school. We don't want you here, even though you were raped. Which seems to be the position of most schools when this happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily that. I just think they don't give people resources. True. You have to remember. Maybe a little from Colin, a little from Colin. You have to remember. Next episode is also kind of a special case. Mm. This is very true. It shouldn't be, but yeah. So number eight. Yeah. All schools receiving federal funding, including public K-12 schools and the majority of colleges, are subject to Title IX. Yeah, there are some schools that are just like women-only schools and boy-only schools and stuff like that, too. But that's more generally religious bullshit and whatever. Pretty sure. Or, like, military school, like, cadet training and stuff. Hmm. 
don't know. It's I, I believe it's getting less and less popular here in America, but it's yeah, still a thing. I, I don't think boarding schools usually have federal funding, though. That's generally when you have men only and women only. Is there, like, a boarding school they type format? They I might. So. I know DeVos is pushing boarding schools super hard. I thought she was doing charter. She's all charter schools. Are they the same thing? No. No? Charters like private schools that also receive federal funding. Mm. I thought they were they were pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mind. Okay. Number nine schools must have an established procedure for handling complaints of sexual discrimination, harassment, and violence. Meaning they can't make it up as they go along. They need to have an idea of what they would do before the first event happens. Yeah. Which I don't think is something that actually happens. Nope. I I don't believe it is either. I I think uh, their established whatever they have to do is probably just whatever bullshit. And they don't they don't care. They just want to save face with the school. They don't want the school reputation to go bad. And you know what would help your school reputation not go bad? Like as far as I'm concerned, if I heard about a rape on campus and the school swiftly and just precisely took care of it as they properly should, then I would respect that school a lot more than a school that tries to hide shit under the rug. Yeah. Like, I would be like, they re- they recognized the problem and they fixed it. Well, and... Uh, awesome. Way to go, school. One of the resources uh, that'll be included in the notes, it's like, you know, frequently asked questions. And one of the questions is... How do I know if my school is uh, Title IX compliant? And the answer is just ask them because if they can give you, you know, literature about how they how they, you know, handle Title IX complaints and stuff like that, then they're probably actively handling complaints when they happen. And if they can't, or if they say, oh, that was, you know. In, in the fine print when you when you first uh, filled out your application or something, then they're probably they're not doing shit. No. And if that is the case, uh, and they are receiving federal funding, that uh, that contract that you signed is probably null and void. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they they should be able to talk about like uh, sports and. Uh, how many women's teams they have and like steps they're taking to try and make sure that different programs are, are fairly like diverse as far as male to female ratio and stuff like that. If they can't come up with facts like that, then they, they're not compliant. Yeah. And they're probably doing some illegal shit because they're not compliant. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't receive federal funding and they can do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah, which is wildly unlikely. <laughs> that you probably, If they're not receiving federal funding, your tuition was probably somewhere around 300000 a, a semester. Well, I mean, even Harvard and Yale have, like, FAFSA. 
Yeah, which, I mean, they, yeah, they're they're compliant. I know, but so, look, even so. the really expensive schools are yeah. still... Are still receiving. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If they're not receiving federal funding, they're receiving it elsewhere by being ridiculously expensive. Expensive. That's all. Or they're stealing your money and it's Trump University and you fell for it. (laughs) I mean, let's be fair. Oh, I mean, if you listen to (laughs) MIT, it's Epstein money. Fair. You don't remember that. Uh, vaguely. There was a huge scandal uh, because someone came forward and said that they have been taking money from Epstein and it was like a yearly contribution and it was always put down as anonymous and off the books. Oh, I don't remember that. Because they they didn't want to have his name dirty their school, but they still wanted his (laughs) money to dirty their school. It's like, okay. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. The the one we're going to refer to the most is uh, Title IX information from endrapeoncampus.org because it's more relevant to what yeah. we talk about, obviously. We just wanted to give a basic overview with the other one. Yeah. yeah. And it... It has some pretty good information for people who are just trying to figure out, like, what it is and how it applies. It's not by any means a full definition. It it doesn't walk you through everything step by step, but it's pretty complete as far as layman's terms goes, which I appreciate. Now, with anything, uh, as we're reading this... Just understand that Title IX, in its intended purpose, is awesome. Yeah. But schools, as you will hear and have heard, will try to skirt it as much as they can. And it's disgusting. And a lot of the stuff we're saying that should happen doesn't. Yeah. And just gets swept under the rug. Or it happens, but it it happens in the in the least possible way it could. In the most lawyery way it could. Yeah. <laughs> we technically did it. We didn't say what time we were gonna do it. We just said that we would do it or whatever. You know. As some... And there there have recently been changes to Title Nine. I don't know if this specific page has taken into account the changes. Um, but it's just general enough that to be honest, it could have, and I just can't tell by looking at the information they do give. But, uh, one of the biggest changes that happened, well, two of the biggest changes, um, the first being that before you could go to any teacher, professor, employee, you know, faculty member of the college and yeah. make a complaint against another student. And they and would have to take it absolutely seriously. They, they, they would have to take it seriously and report it, and that report would be considered an official Title IX complaint. Right. Um, 
The reason why I'm not sure if this is current is because it does mention that they still have to take it seriously and they still have to notify the school and as a whole about right. the complaint. But and they that may still be the case, but if you just tell it to any faculty member, it is not an official Title IX complaint anymore. According mm. to the new rules, is that where possibly the thing comes in of like the the mediation? No. Okay. Uh, so, as it is now, schools have to have a like an official Title IX correspondent, or I don't remember the exact title. But they, they're the ones that have to be up with all of the rules about Title IX. Right. And they're the ones that you go to if you have a, a Title IX complaint. Right. And if you don't go to them specifically, it doesn't count. And the school doesn't have to do anything about like it. Like, I have to update my electrician card every year. And I'm caught up with that. And they're supposed to make students aware of who the Title IX correspondent is. But it's not something where, like, you know, there's an official method of doing so. They could literally post a flyer in one office building and have that be the only way in for you to find that out. And it still, it like still counts. Yeah. Because if you make a complaint that, you know, you can't find <laughs> the Title IX correspondent, they can go, well, it's right here. We've had the notification up on Alpha Centauri for a hundred years. Yeah, it's been right here the entire time. Why? You could have just gone into the city. Like, we, did, <laughs> we did what we were supposed to. Um, so it's, it's not a great change. But it has taken a lot of pressure off of faculty members that yeah. felt uncomfortable with having to take on, like, that type of role in, in leadership because I, I didn't share it with you, but I was looking for like problems with title nine. And that was one of the things that came yeah. up was professors were like, I get it. I understand, you know, why it works this way. But at the same time, this, this is a ton of pressure on me. All of a sudden I, you know, I have to be the person who's responsible for making sure that these people are okay. And yeah. I don't want to be the person who's responsible for that. I just, I'm here to teach. Right. So. No, I, I understand. I get the faulty logic that led to the decision to have an official person. Yes. But it was faulty logic. Yes. The other change that has been made, and there may have been more, but these are the two that I that really stuck with me because they were the ones where I was like, this, no, this should not be the way it is. Uh, they have changed, like, what constitutes a campus issue. Because uh, the way it worked before is if it was, like, a student-to-student -student issue, yeah. it didn't necessarily have to happen on the campus right. in order for it to be something the campus needed to handle. Right. Now it has to have happened on the campus. Like, uh, you know... Uh, it's, schools it's that are a like moral gray area. The, the schools that's like you know, oh well, they beat each other up on the road outside of the parking lot. We don't yeah. have to deal with it. Yeah, 
type of thing. Well, it's one of those things, like, these are grown-ass adults. Like, if it happened off-campus, it's really not our problem. Well... But at the same time, they're not that grown-ass adults, and the reason that they're in contact is because of the school. Yeah. So it's, it is, I, it's understandable on both sides. It is kind of a moral gray area. I understand the faulty logic that led to that decision being made, but it is still faulty logic. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, agree. And I am not by any means trying to defend Betsy DeVoe, but like. No, she's, she is garbage. She's human garbage. Yeah. There, there was a thought process. It just wasn't the right thought process. There was a better way of handling it. Um, I understand where the school's coming from, being like, this happened at a bar 30 miles away. This is not our problem, even if it was two students. I understand the university's logic there. Yeah, but the the problem comes in with because they're both students and they both attend the same school. Yeah. They're, generally, they're, they're not going to get in involved position. with something. Yeah. They're generally, the school's also not going to get involved with something like that with a bar like 30 miles down the road. They're going to be more involved with, like, oh, you know, this happened in the dorms or this happened somewhere else. But even you have if to, they don't want to. No, if, I know. If you're. Okay. Let's say <laughs> you're put into a foster family situation. Yes. And you're, one of your foster siblings. Beats you to shit when you're at the zoo. Yeah. You still have to live with the person who beat you to shit. Oh, you have no. to come into contact yes. with them every day. Yes. It's up to the family to make sure that they don't do anything else. Yeah. It's up to the school to make sure that the guy who raped you in a bar 30 miles down the road doesn't do anything else. No, yes. I, I agree. In constant I have, contact. No, I absolutely agree with that. But it's also on the police and police first and foremost. Because if if something happened in a bar thirty miles down the road, I'm not calling the university going, Yeah, something happened. I'm calling the police. And then the police are involved and then we can involve the university. That's that's all I'm saying. A lot of people don't want to go to the police. I I know. A lot of people don't want to go to anywhere. The school needs to be responsible for stuff that happens between two students, even if it's not on campus. Yes, because usually when, well, in most places, it's like when you start a job, you are representing that company, you're representing that university, you're representing whatever. Your actions, whether on campus or off campus, are representative of this establishment. Yeah. Agreed. And that's what happens. That's why, like, a lot of restaurants, if you work at the restaurant, you are not allowed to sit there and get drunk at the bar at the same restaurant. Yeah. You represent this place. You can't have your dirty ass doing this shit. Yeah. And it, they it represent a, the university when they do that. So, obviously, don't, well, I mean, it was don't a rape change, to begin with. But, it was a change for the worse. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, but there's still a lot that Title IX does, that if done correctly, can help. Yes. (laughs) If done correctly. Yes, if done correctly. It's generally not. Because, uh, unfortunately, you know, not not everyone wants to go to the police. Yeah. Or if they do... Going to the police sometimes require physical evidence that may mm-hmm. not be there if they right. 
had the forethought to use a condom, for example. Yeah. Like there, there are things that you can, you can do other than go to the school, but it doesn't always work out in your favor. It's not always what you want to do, but at the same time, if someone does something like that to you, you can't like attend the same classes as them and go, you know, share the same common spaces without it becoming an issue eventually. Yeah. And that's something the school has to own up to. Whether or not it happened on campus, in my opinion. it's According to the law, it's not anymore, yeah. but it should be. Your Title IX rights, which is like the, the first section of Title IX for end rape on campus, it kind of outlines what your rights are. When a student has experienced a hostile environment such as sexual assault or severe, pervasive, and objectively offensive sexual harassment, uh, schools must stop the discrimination, prevent its recurrence, and address its effects. Yeah, only. I don't know that I... <sighs> Agree with the terminology severe, pervasive, and objectively offensive sexual harassment. Like, what's objectively offensive sexual harassment? Right. You know, there's a dude on the board that's just like, that's just boys having fun. Like, I, I, get, I get that they don't want to have every occasion where someone has unwantingly tried to flirt with you yeah. coming to the school because... As horrible as it is, that happens way too often right. for them to handle every single complaint. Right. But so like, the dude, dude was not sexually harassing you. He was just trying to flirt, and you turned him down. That's fine. Well, I'm. That's is not that, what I'm talking okay. about. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I. D <laughs> but like, what's objectively offensive sexual yeah. harassment? That that's a that's a weird vagueness that I don't like because it allows a lot of people to say, well, it's not obje objectively offensive, so I don't, don't need to deal with it. Work my dick out in her face. That's not objectively offensive. People do that on their phones all the time. No, 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 no. By the way, don't send dick pics. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Ever. I like. I feel like Jesus a dick Christ. pic should qualify as sexual harassment. I, I do too. But. I, I don't know if it qualifies as objectively when offensive that, when did sexual harassment. become like a socially acceptable thing? It's just like, hi, you want to go out sometime? Here's a picture of my penis. I mean, you can't whip it out in public, so I don't think you should be able to censor right? a picture of it. Yeah. Next, that, time, next time anybody does that, just just text them back, I'm 13. And then... Of... <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, Sorry. that doesn't always mean anything. Uh, right. uh, yeah, it's I I saw this thing that one of my friends posted on Facebook, and it was like a thread of all of the people that are on the uh, official rape list. What what am I thinking of? Um. Se sexual predator list. Yeah, sexual offender that's list. The one. Uh, it, it was like all these people who were on the list and also on Facebook and there was a gross amount of them that were like, they were in their twenties and their offense was against a 13 year old girl. Yeah. And it's, 
No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. It is gross. Uh, so I don't know if saying I'm 13 is necessarily very effective to keep people from showing their penis. Well, I mean, it's easier to get them arrested if they continue. If they go, oh, sweet, and then just, you get 30 more, and you're just like, all right, please, Fair. here you go. But, like, if you're objectively not 13, does it count? Yeah. Well, like, it counts, like, it doesn't count if they're, like, 16 and tell you they're 18. And you're just like, no, she le- she legitimately told me she was 18. And she has, like, a fake ID and everything. No, because I guess the cops, like, pretend to be 13-year-old yeah, girls and arrest yeah, people all the time. Operation. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, I see what there you're saying. A, there was a whole TV show about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not only are they supposed to, you know, stop discrimination, but, and it's like reoccurrence, but mentioned in one of the, one of the nine, they're also supposed to proactively prevent sexual assault. And I don't know... Didn't uh, oh, I? Never mind. I don't Sorry. know that I know how they how they go about doing that. I, was I guess talk about spoilers in the next episode, but I guess uh, things like having no no alcohol on campus rules and stuff like that are supposed to help prevent Dry campus. Yeah, yeah. Just gets people so, to be better at being sneaky about it. Yeah, that, but that is an that is an example of proactively preventing yeah. sexual assault and violence. Well, like. As we learn, retaliation from either the school, faculty, or your peers is also prohibited. Yes. But they also don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. As we've learned. Yeah, uh, it comes up and a lot in the next episode. Next episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking disgusting. And to be fair, it kind of came up in the last. Like for her, it was more just like she wasn't getting the help that she needed. Right. But at the same time, uh, lack of resources could also be considered a type of retaliation. Yeah. Like we made you, we made you basically kind of broken, but we refuse to give you what you need right. to fix we're just yourself. Gonna, we're just going to cut everything off because it's easier and cheaper for us to do that than admit that a a a student at our perfect little. School. I I don't think you could. Go to a lawyer though and claim that they weren't Title IX compliant right. because they retaliated against you by not providing good enough resources. But right, because that's <laughs> like that's really subjective. Yeah, and it's it should be considered a type of retaliation. It's not. It's not. You can't go anywhere with that. I'm sorry. There's another law that intersects with Title IX. It's called the Clary Act. Yes. Under the Clary Act, another federal law that intersects with Title IX, a Bill of Rights for Survivors of Campus Sexual Assault requires colleges and universities, but not K-12, K to do the following. Notify survivors of counseling and resources. Mm-hmm. It's like, we got you this clipboard. Yeah, that one. Maybe that not one's, so bad, but you know. That that's one of those things where like you could schools could easily do the bare minimum. Yeah. And have it not be helpful yeah. at all. 
Um, notify survivors of the option to report a case either to the school, law enforcement, or both. Always do law enforcement than the other one. Do both. Do both. Always come forward. Otherwise, piece of shit's always going to be piece of shit and keep doing piece of shit things. Unfortunately, that that may not stop the them case. from being piece of shits, but at least it will be on but, record yeah, somewhere. It'll so when be they on do a piece record. of shit thing again, people will see piece of shit does piece of shit things and has a history of piece of shit things. Yeah, showing showing a history is always helpful, yeah. even if it doesn't directly help you, which yeah. sucks. But it does, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that ever happens. To like you. if Brock Turner, never. Yeah. If Brock Turner does this again, he's not going to get six months. Yeah. He's going to get a lot more. It probably still won't be a long enough, but right. it'll be a lot more. And if he does it a third time, he's fucked. Uh, so, and we didn't notify survivors. Uh, provide academic or living accommodations such as changing dorms, classes, etc. Schools are discouraged from burdening the survivor instead of the perpetrator with the responsibility to change their circumstances. Which basically means, like... We preferred if you didn't make the survivor move and stuff, but, like... Well, it yeah, basically it means, like, if... If classes need to be changed, it should be... It's on the school to try and find a way to change the perpetrator's classes yes. as opposed to the victim's classes. It's preferable that they do so. Yes. Not necessarily that they will. Right. Also, not necessarily that they'll do anything. Because they can argue, well, the living co- accommodations aren't in direct contact. Uh, well, I mean, they are requirements. Yes, but like I said, it, like I mean, it's vague enough because it's like the changing dorms and stuff. They're not necessarily always going to be in the same dorm, even if they are right up next to each other. That one, I I understand, like... So they can say there's no need because there's no crossover with this. That one, I actually think... See, I understand the... Uh, how overwhelming it can be to just have had something like that happen and then to also have to deal with a big change like changing like moving and losing a roommate and stuff like that but at the same time I feel like it makes more sense logically for the for the victim to change their dorm especially if it's a case that involves stalking Mm -hmm. uh, or harassment because you could move them into a new dorm or a new room and suddenly they're a little bit more difficult to access. Isn't one of our stories about how the way they changed the access was they kicked him off campus? Yes, it's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So technically... He was no longer allowed to live in on campus. Yeah. Yeah. In campus housing. One of those. Yeah. So technically, lawyeristically speaking... They did do something about the accommodations so that they they don't have a crossover. Yeah. So, apparently that was allowed. Well, yeah. It doesn't say they're required to move the, the perpetrator. It says they're required to do some sort of change, and they need to try to make those changes with the perpetrator as opposed to the victim. Yes. 
but they decide to go with the victim and kick him off campus. Spoiler alert, sorry. No, you'll you'll hear the story about that. It is fucked up and as backwards as all get out. And uh, sur- survivors are also to be notified of the final outcome of any disciplinary proceeding. That's the last part of the Clary Act. So, basically, no matter what the school decides to do, even if the school decides to do nothing, they need to tell you that that is the decision they made. Uh, So, if if you feel like your school is not finally following Title IX, you can make a complaint, like an official complaint against the school. Yes, yes. Uh, we, there is a big section on this website about, uh, and rape on campus talking about who can file, how to file, statutes of limitations, uh, yeah. you know, outcomes, reasons to file, including, uh, ad- adjudicators dragging out cases beyond a reasonable time frame, professors refusing to provide academic accommodations, mm-hmm. Investigators failing to provide timely updates about the cases or resolve them promptly. Failing to inform a survivor of their right to academic and living accommodations. Failing to protect a survivor from future harassment, including retaliation from peers. Yeah. Which is another thing that comes up in the next episode. Yes, yes. Uh, be prepared to be mad in the oh, next yeah. episode. Be very angry. <laughs> I am angry just remembering it from weeks ago that we listened. Yeah. And talking about Title IX. Yeah. Just because of the way that universities and stuff, and not just not just his, but other ones that we've heard before, that just Title IX is just almost not even exist. Like it might as well not exist. Because it's just the way the schools handle it might be technically legal, but in the most (sighs) illegal ways. Or what should be illegal. You know? Like, we technically are following the law, even though it's not helping anybody but us. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's generally, I still believe generally it's not as bad as we're making it out to be. Yeah. I I have heard quite a few, quite a few stories where, like, they clearly did not do what they were supposed to do. Right. But I don't think that's the, the norm. I agree. But, I mean, the fact that they're... That it even happens at all is just infuriating. You you know, you have to remember that people are more likely to talk about something that makes them angry than talk about something that makes them feel happy. Right. And, you know, a case where they had something terrible happen to them and then the school refused to make it okay right. is going to make someone very angry. And they're going to talk about it when they get angry. Whereas, you know, something bad happened to them and then the school did everything in their power to make sure that they didn't have to, you know, go 
you know, get worse, they, right. that they didn't have to suffer more, they're, they're going to feel okay about that. They're going to, you know, have some sense of calm and serenity and they're probably not going to talk about it a whole lot because yeah. now they don't have to talk about it anymore. Now they can just move on. Right. So we, we don't really hear necessarily about all of the times Title IX helps people. We hear about the times Title IX hurts them. So. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. No, sir. That's, that's a very good point. Because. Just we listen, we listen to a lot of stories. So obviously our view can get a little, you know, warped and one-sided. Yeah. And we have to be reminded sometimes that that is not the norm. It's, that is, those are, they should never happen. Let me say that. They should never happen. But it's also not the usual thing that happens. Yeah. I I do think, generally speaking. And we should be angry about the times that they don't (laughs) happen, but. Generally speaking, there's a reason why Title IX exists. And it, generally speaking, it helps people when they need it to. Yes. But there's also situations like next week where it clearly did the exact opposite. Right. And it wasn't necessarily Title IX's fault it was in and of itself. It was this how the school interpreted it. Yes. It, yeah. it was how the school interpreted it and being able to abuse uh, the terminology of Title IX to not do anything. Mm-hmm. At all. So, uh, I mentioned one of the things that I wanted to research was like problems with Title IX mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff I found was like just general information about what it is. And I found a pros and cons list. And because Title IX is largely about like trying to prevent gender discrimination in like sports and activities and stuff like that, a lot of the the list is about that type of thing. But they do mention... that being said, a lot of this is not really, I, what is the word? I want to say necessarily important these days, just because it, it was passed in the seventies, the early seventies. And I don't think there's any schools out there being like, you're a woman. How dare you learn books? You know? Well, no, but that doesn't mean it's not important. I no, I know. I'm just saying, sports-wise, it's it's more important as the allocation of funds it, than it than it is being like women and men deserve equal education. I mean, obviously they do, but I you don't you don't hear about women not being allowed into schools because they're women. But you do hear more about the sports being more man-focused. Okay. And the funds that they get. Okay. This doesn't really talk about that. (sighs) No, I'm saying a lot of Title IX does talk about that. I mean, Title IX is from the 70s. Women and men were already both... No, listen to what I'm going to say before you exasperate yourself like that. (laughs) Women and men were already both in college. It's not... It wasn't because women couldn't get into college. It's about the women that were and were like, we're still being left out of all of these other things. 
Okay. I I would argue that it's was less acceptable in society for women to go to college at that time than it is now. Mm. And the seventies not so much. Maybe not the seventies, but in I the fifties, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Have you seen that seventies show? That is an accurate historical representative, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah, and the only person in that show that was going to college was the girl. <laughs> I don't know if... Well... Lori? No, not Lori, but yes, yeah, she also went to college. <laughs> Thank you for helping to make my point. Well, technically... <laughs> the redhead, Donna, or Donna, whatever. technically, throughout the entire series, she never actually went to college. But she was going to, she and no one to, ever, yes. <laughs> no one ever put her down but for that was it, or the said, late 70s. or said that it was weird or oh, wrong. No, or, I know, that's fair. No, I just think you have a skewed view <laughs> of what Title IX is for. Is all. No, I, I know. I just the original thing was that for educational purposes, men and women get treated equally. Yes. Yes, I. Think With it's an emphasis much... on sports and general activities and stuff Correct. like that. That's what I meant, yeah. And other stuff that goes along with Title IX now with the um, you know, sexual harassment, sexual assault, everything else. It's in place to more ensure that than it is women getting equal share of education. No, I... I, I think if they dropped Title IX, schools would be like, all right, fuck you guys, bye. Well, I mean, schools are like that anyway. It schools are constantly complaining about that 40% they have to put into <laughs> women's sports. Uh, so well, that's fair. What I, what I was going to say is that it, it mentions a couple of things, you know, specific to what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, number three... Uh, on the cons list is actually um, since Title IX has been enacted statistics show that one in four women will experience sexual harassment and violence while attending college and that these rates are actually higher than they were before Title IX. The, the reasoning behind that is you know men and women are around each other more often and it's it's less segregated yeah. So there's more chances for men right. and women to have inappropriate interactions, including sexual right. harassment and assault and stuff like that. Which I mean, has nothing, it's, it's not really a con against Title IX, even though they phrase it that way. Right. That's just that's just shitholes interacting with people. It's, it's more like there are clearly issues with Title IX. There are holes that are not being addressed. Like the fact that, you know, proactively preventing sexual assault and harassment right. is extremely vague. How do you All proactively that there prevent? Are now, there are now more women that can attend college. So obviously the sexual assault against women in college is going to go up because there are more. Yeah, there there are more things that it's need not, to be taken to, into account that yeah. haven't been taken into account. Right. I, That's like saying, now that there are more women in college, there are more pregnancies in college. Like, I'm going to bring up Betsy DeVoe again. <laughs> um, she, she made changes. They were bad changes, mm -hmm. I think, 
unilaterally, most people who have to deal with those changes can agree that they were bad changes. Yeah. But that we'll does not. But that does not mean that Title IX does not need to see some sort of changes. Mm-hmm. It does. There, there needs to be uh, closures of loopholes for one thing. Yeah, there needs to be in some cases more specific language put down. Yeah. So that people Which, can't say, oh, we did that. Well, what do you mean you did it? It was a flyer in a room. That's here, not... Well, here's the that's thing. That's nothing. Here's the double-edged sword of more specific language. More specific language also narrows the scope of what it could be. But more specific language also narrows the scope that it could be. Yes. So, well, uh, like, I, it, it, if you understand what I mean, it's... Well, I'm not the saying... The language can be different. But also, like, they can narrow it down to make it more specific of a thing, to make some people say, well, this technically isn't the thing. I'm sorry. I know. I'm not saying... I'm not telling you. I'm talking to the list. It it has to be done in a specific way. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so hard to get out. (laughs) (laughs) It can't just be like, you know, specific in that we're only going to uh, care about these specific cases, but it needs to be like, you know, in the case of proactive prevention, there should be like a a bare minimum level of what is required that is clearly stated so that schools at least have a jumping off point. Right. So that they know they can't hang one flyer in one building that says, please don't rape people and call it good. Right. They need to show, like, this guy's being accused of rape. Maybe stay away from him for a few days until we get this shit sorted out. No, you can't do that. That's, that's like, libel and stuff like that. I wish we could, though. Uh, one of the other things that I mentioned that I wanted to mention as well is number six on the list. Oh, the scroll down of an old man. Uh, which is, you know, transgender. That is. Yeah, that's what. Pretty new issue. That's one of the things that I mentioned before. Ugh. Because. Anytime I see Trump under, on anything, I'm like, under well, this the, is gonna be bad. Under the Obama administration, it was it was extended to include gender identity, mm-hmm. and. Trump did what Trump does and saw Obama on something and said, yep. we're repealing that. Yep. So, uh, the last, the, let me, the let me just read this on campus. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. Let me just read this. Cause this is, this is ridiculous. And unless you have a vendetta against Obama, there's really no reason to go after this at all. Because, First of all, it hurts nobody to have this. But to not have it hurts a decent section of human beings. No, yeah, it's because Trump is a racist asshole who was like... Racist, racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever piece of shit. Obama's brown, so we need to get rid of Obama. Right. No, I know. Um, Under guidelines published by the Obama administration... Title IX prohibitions on discrimination were extended to claims of gender identity, meaning you could be gender fluid, gender whatever, trans, and you don't get discriminated against because that's how it should be. You come up and they say, cool, what's your name? 
and you say, my name is Sarah, and they go, cool, go on in. That's it. That's as far as it goes. They don't need to go, you got a penis? Nobody needs to do that. The thing. So, yeah, uh, he repealed it, and what I was going to say is the last article we were talking about, the end rape on campus, mentions the fact that Title IX applies to, you know, gender identity, and that's not necessarily the case anymore. Yeah. Uh, this was an outcome of lawsuits filed by transgendered students being harassed or discouraged from expressing their desired gender identity. This included being able to use the restroom of their gender identity. Let me just say something about this. The only people hanging out trying to diddle your kids are not transgenders. They're just trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah, well, the unfortunate reality is there have been actual pedophiles that claim that they are transgender because it gives them easier access to small children. Yeah, well, there's a But that difference. doesn't mean that yeah. all transgender people are pedophiles that That's are trying to That's some dude with a handlebar mustache going, I'm a woman today, let me diddle your kid. But no, that doesn't happen, right? like in the transgender community. You know what happens? They go and take a shit. That's it. You, <laughs> it, and it's just as an offside or offshoot. Uh, it's usually the Republicans that complain about kid diddling that diddle kids, like ninety percent of the time. Just saying. Uh, this included being able to use the restroom in 2017, the Trump administration reversed the guidelines, leaving how Title IX applies in doubt once again. Yep. Awesome. We have more gray areas. I'm sure nobody will take advantage of that. So yeah, those those are those are a couple of the cons that people don't really talk about as much because people don't like talking about problems and holes with things that right. they are trying to save. Which I I get it. Like I said, Title Nine, I generally speaking does help. Yes. It, it does what it's supposed to when it's used correctly. There's no reason to get rid of Title Nine. But that doesn't mean we can't make changes to it. We need to they just, secure it. They just need to be the right changes. Yeah. They need to like, make it easier for people to come forward, not more difficult right. for people to come forward. Absolutely. And like with anything, somebody will see something and dissect it to hell and do the best they can to be able to get around it or follow it and be technically within the legal guidelines. It so let's still form be unions. Unions that... How dare you form a union and want money? Unions whose... You are whose an indentured servant. purpose yeah. is to make sure that schools are following Title IX yeah. the way that they need to be. They go in and, uh, you know, every so often do, like, random checkups to make sure that they are taking preventative measures to make sure that they have literature that their students can find, access, and read to help them, stuff like that. The fact that there's so much that's just up to interpretation in, in certain laws 
is just mind-boggling to me. Mm. Like, <sighs> so yeah, that's that's really all we have on Title Nine. There is going to be more information in the next episode because. Yeah. The, the person we had a conversation with has had to go through a bunch of Title yes. IX bullshit and is very familiar with all of the Title IX bullshit. Yeah, and very familiar with how they get away with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's, it's gut-wrenching. It really is. It's absolutely disgusting what people are able to get away with and what this, this university has been able to get away with. Yeah. And still technically following Title IX. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm it's I, it's not. That's why he's able to... Yeah. To oh, yeah, no, right. The he's he's one not. of the few cases that they're like, uh, we'll just out-money him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, be, like I said, be prepared to be angry next episode. Though, yeah, I'm already angry this episode. <laughs> though I think usually when listening to this podcast, people are already angry just like as a general mm. basis. That's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to be angry. We're all angry. That's why yeah. it's here. But thank you for listening, and uh, we will put all the resources that we read from and possibly more. Oh yeah, there there is a couple that I'll be including that I yeah. read over but didn't like actually uh, quote. Gives you or... gives you a good idea. We'll we'll just uh, we'll give you just heaps of information. Mm-hmm. You know, study. You're going to be tested next time. No. <laughs> Every listener, you know, we'll, like we'll have a study sheet. You turn it back in. We'll... No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll put those in the description. Yeah. So you can look up references and see how it works and well, technically how it should work. Join us on Discord. Yeah. I'm there once every few months sometimes. <laughs> Emmy's there a lot more often. Join us on Discord. Yeah. You should. Oops. If you don't know how to join us I want do you think I can drop a link in the show notes? Probably. I'll try and drop a link to Discord in the show notes. You be specific on which chat room or whatever. Because I remember looking on there and we've got like six different areas. It's just a general... You don't do a link to a specific chat room. It's just, it's just in general. Okay. I, I don't know how it works. Yeah, no, I'll I'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, anyway. But yeah, join us on Discord. You can follow us on Facebook every 98, but I'm not as active on Facebook anymore. I'm kind of mad at Facebook, and I'm well on my way to being over Facebook, like, legitimately. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't really like. We're the, probably gonna stick with Facebook because we literally have no other choice. But I don't like the culture of Twitter very much. It's. It's all. It's all I'm about. A, I'm okay with dropping Twitter completely. It's all about the the politics, and it just gets me too angry. And yeah. I don't like it when I'm that angry. 
Yeah, I agree. This podcast is as angry as I need to ever be. Right. <laughs> uh, and we're not really on Instagram, so Discord really is the best place to go if you want to talk to people. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be learning with you about that. Yeah. Or if you have some tips, let us know. And uh, we, we even have like a, a resources page on Discord and stuff yeah. like that for if people find like cool uh, charitable establishments or places you can go for help. Yeah, Discord. I, I'm not going to plug any of our other shit because no. Discord is where but you want to be. We will plug where you can send our story, your stories to if you would yes. like to do that. Which, by the way... What's that other thing? Oh, we're also on Reddit, but... Are we? I don't I understand Reddit, so... I don't think anybody does. So, like, if Doesn't you... Bash on their keyboard until something shows up. If you want a way to be, like hey, I can't figure out how to find you on Discord and you don't want to go through Facebook, you can go through Reddit. Yeah. Also, what I was saying is that any story you submit to us, uh, you let us know what you can and cannot put out to the public. Like, if you don't want any names, we will do that. Well, and yeah, if want, even if yeah. you... Even if you include names, Jesus, if I could talk. Right. Even if you do include names in any stories that you tell us, I'll still double check with you that they're yeah. okay to release because I've had situations where people wrote out their story and they weren't even really thinking about it. Awesome. And then I'm like, Hey, do you want us to include these names? They're like, Oh my God, what names did I include? Yeah. Right. <laughs> also just, I don't think this is something we've said a whole lot before, but if you just wanted to talk, no, you've said that before. Yeah. Right. Usually you're just drunk by the time you say it. That's right. But if you just want to talk and don't want us to publish a story about you at all... There's a Discord want, channel for that. There is. There is. <laughs> but if you just want to email us too, or, you know, do whatever you're comfortable with, we're, we'll be happy to listen. Yeah, there's there's options. So if you do have a story and you do want to submit it, you can go online to everyn98.com or anonymousbutbrave.com. They both work. <laughs> there is a page... On the site that either says send us a story or submit a story. I think it's send us a story. And if you go to that page, there's a form. And if you look at the form, you might notice that the name part is optional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to go to the page, you can just send it to anonymousbrave at gmail.com. That's where... The form goes anyways if you do it through the page. Either way, it goes through to anonymousbutbrave at gmail.com. Right. So. We will get your start. And, well, thank you. and again, there's a channel for that on Discord. <gasps> where if you don't want to submit your story to the podcast, but you still want to be able to talk about it to people who get it, you can go there and talk about people. it there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He thinks so, do you, too. Do you think I pushed Discord hard enough? I don't think so. Do one more round. Go to Discord. All right. Well done. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for listening tonight. I yeah. hope, uh, hope we were able to give you some good information. 
Yeah, sorry, I, sorry, I, I disappeared. Dang, Kiki is overwhelmed. And have a good night yes. or day. Mm, whatever. Bye.